Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2017. This is Brenton talking about Step 1. Good evening everyone. My name is Brenton and I'm an alcoholic. I'm also a member of the Working Elders Group. Alright, Step 1. We admit we were powerless over alcohol that our lives had become unmanageable. Alright. For me, growing up, I. A little bit of background information. My parents married 30 years, happily married. Um, good home life, brothers and sisters, happy family. Um, never really wanted for anything. Uh, never really had a reason to drink the way I did. Um, I had plenty of excuses, uh, made up plenty of stories, but. I wasn't running away from anything. I wasn't trying to cover anything. The way I drank was fundamentally because I'm an alcoholic. The way that looked in my life was by the age of 16, uh, I was introduced to booze and I'd started drinking with friends on weekends and things like that, and a fairly normal thing from my understanding. Uh, my friends would go out to the parties and have a few drinks and go home. Uh, for me, that escalated very quickly. Uh, by the time I was 17, 18, um, I started drinking with my mates. They'd all go home at 12 o'clock and I'm the guy walking around the streets at 3 in the morning trying to find another party. Uh, what I didn't understand at the time was I had something different to these so-called normal drinkers. For me, when I started drinking... <clears throat> something changed. And it took me a long time before I came to AA to figure out exactly what that was, but I'd start drinking and the thought of stopping just went out of my head completely. It just disappeared. Uh, for the first few years of my drinking career, that was... It wasn't too bad. I'd get drunk, I'd mess up and deal with it the next day. And the problem was that as I got a little bit older, the consequences of this started to get more and more extreme. Uh, 21, and I'm, I'm away with, uh, uh, with work, uh, up in Hillsville and uh, on a new job, new company I'm working for, and go down to the pub. And I'm meant to be on my best behaviour. I'm a new apprentice. It's, it's a good opportunity for me. Uh, we go down to the pub and, cool, I'll have a beer with the boys. Four o'clock the next morning, I'm halfway home, walking, and I come to. No idea how I'd got there. No idea what had happened the night before, and I get a call from the boss the next day saying you're fired. And that was 21, and for me... Those consequences and the way I drank only got worse. Uh, it's, it was explained to me in AA that this is a progressive disease. Uh, the longer I drink for, the worse it gets. Uh, fast forward a few more years and uh, moved over to India with the parents and no job. No responsibilities. 
a decent income that I have free reign over. I was over there for two years and I don't think I took a sober breath the entire time. I started drinking when we got there and I didn't stop until I left. Uh, I met a girl over in India and um, I'm chasing her back to the States and ended up marrying her. But the way I drank, the way I drank, wasn't normal. It wasn't the way she drank. She'd have one or two glasses of wine at dinner and she'd stop and she'd be done for the night. Me, the idea of one or two glasses of wine is, is horrible. Uh, I just... It doesn't even make sense to me. I've had quite a few experiences through the years where I'd be in a situation where I could only have those one or two. Yeah, have a couple of beers and... And I know I can't drink for the rest of the night. Or I know I can't drink until I get home and I can finish it the way I want to. And, and I'm sitting there for the next couple of hours with all these people standing around me. They're having a good time, they're chatting and laughing, and I'm sitting there almost pulling my hair out. I need another drink. And for, it, for me, it, it wasn't just that idea that I needed to drink it. There was something physical about it. I, I, I can't even explain what it feels like but I'll tell you today that I, I wouldn't wish that feeling on anyone. Yeah, the moment I start drinking, there's a need, a need to continue. Yeah, I don't have the ability to stop that. And what I didn't realise at the time was that what I was doing was kicking off that craving. I came into AA when I was 28. I... Um, the probably two years before that, I'd honestly wanted to stop drinking a number of times. Uh, the first few times that I made promises that I was going to stop drinking, I had no intention of keeping them. And it got to a point where I was married and uh, relationships falling apart, and uh, the boss is catching on that I'm coming to work drunk still, and. Uh, lost my license again and, and all these things are just piling up and I'm waking up in the morning and I'm, I'm shaking and I'm throwing up and I'm jumping in my car and I'm driving to work and, and there came a point where I, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. And I come home from work and I tell the wife that I, I'm done drinking. And I pour the booze down the sink and I'd be alright for a couple of days, maybe a week. And then something would change. Um, I have very little idea of what it was but I had all these excuses that there was something wrong was the reason why I picked up a drink it was someone pissed me off for getting into a fight with the wife or uh, any number of excuses like it tells me in the big book but none of these really held up they didn't make sense especially on the good days for whatever reason, something would change and I'd pick up a drink and I'd be off and running again. And very rarely did I get sober the next day. For me, once I started, I was gone. There was no stopping. I got to a point where I, I'd screwed up. Bad enough this time to make a sincere promise. 
to promise myself, not just the people around me, that I was done drinking. I was over in America with my family and it was my, um, <clears throat> my dad's 50th birthday. And we'd gone over there and he's got a, a mate over in the States and caught up with them. We're staying at their place and um, I'd started to get a bit of an understanding at this point that when I drank, bad things happened. And that was about as far as I got. Yeah. Picked up a bottle of Jack and at the end of that bottle of Jack, I made an ask myself... I've offended almost everyone in that house. And I'd come to the next morning sleeping in a camper trailer out back and, crap, that was bad. And I go in and I, I make all these apologies and, and I'm telling Dad, no, I'm not drinking. I, I'm done. I'm telling my wife I'm not drinking. I'm done. And I'm promising myself I'm done. A couple of days later, we get on a cruise ship. And get on board, put our stuff in the, in the cabins and, and go up on the deck and... Everyone's sitting around having a chat, and a waiter walks past with these fruity cocktails. And the next thing I know, I'm drinking. There wasn't even a thought of, I made these promises. There wasn't even this, this idea that, no, I'm not meant to be drinking. There was one in my hand, and I was drinking. Long story short, it didn't end well. And that was explained to me as the powerlessness of alcoholism. It's, that physical craving is something that makes me different from a normal drinker. And the other thing that came with that was by the end of my drinking, to drink the way I wanted to drink, to drink the way I had to drink, I developed a lot of certain traits. Dishonesty, selfishness, isolation. You know, all these things that come, came along with drinking for me. I was stealing money out of my mum's purse to my booze in the morning when I'm leaving for work before she's awake because my paycheck that I was earning wasn't enough to cover how much I was drinking. Uh, I'd be asking my brother for loans, you know, thousands of dollars, uh, over a relatively short amount of time because I needed booze. I'd be coming home and I don't know if anyone else has had this experience, but I'd be opening the car door and there'd be beer bottles falling out and smashing onto the driveway. And that still wasn't enough for me to go, maybe there's an issue here. The unmanageability in the way it was in my life was. My life was unmanageable when I was drunk. It was also unmanageable when I was sober. And these traits that I developed, the necessary things for me to drink the way I needed to, continued on after I got sober. Now, I didn't put down the drink, and my experience is that these things went away. Now, I still continue to act dishonest and selfish and, and inconsiderate, and I'm, I'm restless and I'm miserable and discontent when I'm sober. For some of the time, uh, those feelings, I don't like to sit with them. I don't think anyone does. Led me to use one of those excuses, one of the many excuses that I had to pick up a drink. But fundamentally what it comes down to for me is that while I didn't have a solution to my alcoholism in my life, uh, 
there wasn't a choice in that. I didn't drink the way that I drank because I chose to. I drank the way that I drank because I'm an alcoholic. Thank you. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting us share.